Hey, Goose Buddies, it's Chad. You know, we've been doing this show for a while now, and we've read countless books by the master R.L. Stein. And not to complain, but it can be hard to find time to actually read the books for review. There's just so many words, you know? And it can feel impossible to find time to sit down and enjoy them. So I've been using audiobooks to keep up. The reason I'm mentioning this, besides just being a great tip, is because the fine people at Audible have reached out and are sponsoring this episode. That's right, the same people I personally use for Goose Buds are now helping the episode and the show itself. That's really cool. Thanks, Audible. Thank you. You're welcome very much, Chad. That's the voice of Audible, saying how much they love the show. Audible is offering new listeners a free trial of their service if you go to audible.com slash goosebuds. Audible is the provider of audiobooks with more than 250,000 different titles to choose from across literature, including our very own beloved book series. If you've been wanting to read along with us and are having trouble finding the time, or maybe you just hate looking at words, Audible is an excellent strategy. So you can listen while doing chores, which I never do. Uh, you're stuck in traffic, which I always am. You know, maybe you're just working out at the gym. That's right. Imagining pumping iron and listening to spooky stories at the same time. What wonders would that do for your heart? So, Goose Buddies, you're invited to try a 30-day free trial. Just go to audible.com slash goosebuds, browse their huge selection of titles, and start listening again for free. Join us in this insane literary journey. For example, why not check out our upcoming book, One Night at Horrorland? It's a classic, so why not enjoy it with a professional narrator? Go show them some love at audible.com slash goosebuds. Again, that's audible.com slash goosebuds. Thanks so much, guys, for sponsoring and supporting the show, and enjoy the episode. Von Markovic, a.k.a. Mystery, a.k.a. The Pickup Artist. <laughs> I'm sorry, his real name. That's sure. his real name. <laughs> if you know his real name, by the way, you could defeat him and exile him to the, the fourth dimensional plane. <laughs> I could defeat anybody with Wikipedia, because that's what I did to look up his name. So I can defeat him, I can defeat yeah. pretty much anybody. <laughs> that fantasy rule only holds up in an era without Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, Rumpelstiltskin, I just looked you up, you dumb, you you up. dumb bitch. See ya. <laughs> looked up your fucking silk-spinning ass. <laughs> I, uh, Wait, I, why, why are we just putting him on blast other than his entire life? I think he's a genius, Chad. Oh, go Okay, okay, Paul, go on. I'm just going to say the one reason I think he's a genius the guy built redundancy into his persona for jobs. Wait, what do you mean? Explain. He could be the pickup artist. And then when that fails, he can be a magician because he looks like a magician. He could be a magician. He could just roll out of bed and be a magician that day. I guess you're right. I mean, well, look at him. Look at him. um, If if you're not familiar, if, if the, uh, the flash in the pan reality star mystery (laughs) from VH1's the pickup artist who was also, I think just, I don't know who became, if he was on there first or if he was on talk shows as a pickup artist before that, it's like a chicken or the egg. Yeah. Like which came first of mystery's career. Uh, but he, he was an eccentric man, um, who looked like a guy who would work at, 
the space between a hot topic and a tattoo shop, <laughs> like in the wall, you would open it up and he would just be in there. Like, hello, a mystery. Uh, it looks he, like he maybe got tarred and feathered, but just his hat got tarred and feathered. He had a giant, like you look at his hat and go, Oh, this is more ridiculous than uh, Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter. It's yeah. Oh that level. yeah. <laughs> but here's I, the thing. Third redundancy, Jameer Kwai cover band. Siamese got three things. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I could see mystery doing virtual insanity and dancing on that moving floor. Oh my Actually, god. the floor wasn't moving. Spoilers, the walls were moving. I saw Dude. how it was made on VH1's Behind the Music, also on VH1. Holy shit, you just blew my mind twice. One with the video thing, two, you remembered what the song was called, and now I remember what the song was. So so Mystery is like was the guy who was running all that terrible the game stuff. And I feel like that was the thing that broke the game into like public consciousness. Yeah, right? once like, once the game became known, it no longer worked, right? Yeah, I can I can say. Well, I mean, I here's Paul. I'll did tell you, you real quick. did you the game at all? I didn't. Well, uh, there was an embarrassing. Uh, I don't think it's a wild stretch to imagine that uh, uh, young Chad didn't have any girlfriend until like twenty three. Uh-huh. So uh, around high school, I was starting to get desperate, and there was definitely a couple weeks. Big confessions. I didn't do the game. Right. But not knowing what it was, I found a like online GeoCities page that was like called the Don Juan Bible. Okay. And it started to sound right to high school <laughs> Chad. Like, but it was just about like how to talk and like uh-huh. be confident. And then it, I do remember there was a part where it was like there was two main terms and one of them was like I said, like, this seems weird. Was called like established Kino. I don't know uh-huh. if Mystery ever talked about it, but established Kino or that's something. Where you touch, that's where you touch them, right? Find ways to like <laughs> just make contact, which I thought sounded gross. It is and gross. And I never yeah. saw until I was here in LA. I've definitely been to parties where I see a guy. It, it'll be super obvious when you see a guy do it. He'll be like, oh, hey, girl. Uh, What's oh there's a there's a bug on your on your knee and then he'll just like reach and grab her knee and they're like, huh, I guess there was no bug there and then the girl is always skeezed out oh without a doubt you should go up to him after they do that and you should be like nice Kino bro like in front of both nice of them. nice Kino bro I wish I had known yeah oh uh, it was it was a big in a few of the places in L A I was hanging out in uh, high school Chad never did any of it. Right. But I you, will didn't say, touch, you didn't touch any random girls. I, I would. I was too scared. That's too. <laughs> yeah. It's too terrifying. I will say, the game is still alive and well. Unfortunately, in that a couple of years ago, uh-huh. at a nice bar in L.A., talking to a lady friend of mine, we had you know just been friends. We were flirting a lot at this bar, mm-hmm. uh, having a nice conversation with her. And like a thing out of a movie, a terrible, terrible National oh, Lampoons no. or American Pie movie. A guy dressed kind of like that, not nearly as bad as, you know, a, a clown magician. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just came in between us. Like, he's the guy that drives the crazy, like, magician car into the, yes, into the ring. Yes, yes, He would be, like, in wacky races. Yes. And, and he slipped in between us, instantly took uh, my oh. lady friend's hand. I wasn't on a date with her, by the way. I was just talking to her at this bar. Lady friend's hand. And just put her in something like a dance move where he was just kind of ball, ballet dancing with her and uh-huh. just whisked her away. And there was about 20 seconds of me going, well, she's going to come back because no one would allow oh that my. to happen. No normal person would allow them Holy. to be whisked away into a ballroom dancing scene. She yeah. loved it and then left with him. You Hold on, Chad. Chad. What? 
Was there any interaction between these two people before the ballroom no, dance? No, well, no. It was literally, I see this girl talking to this guy and him going, whoo, and he just started carrying her away. <laughs> and you could see her going, I love it. It's a wild mystery adventure. I don't know what's going to happen. And she left within like 10, 15 minutes. That I, it's un- that's unfathomable. I, I, I wasn't even like, I didn't feel like I had failed. I was more just like disappointed in her. I, yeah, I'm disappointed that we'll never be able to experience anything that wonderful for ourselves. I guess it just felt like so many red flags should have gone off for everyone in that room. I feel like a bouncer should have been like, hey, hey, no, hey. R- no random uh, Crimson Peak ballroom dancing in here. Don't you keto dance with that girl? Don't no you keto, keto dance man. with that girl? Don't you know keto? That's keto. You're keto and no keto in here. You're keto all over. Uh, I feel like the other term, I don't think I even got to it, but it would have been a big red flag, is the key idea, I think, of the game is negging. Yes, I know that one. That's one that uh, you can use on humans and dogs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why would you ever neg a dog? The Isn't dog loves the, you already. Is the dog whisperer does? Don't they neg the dogs? No, he does not. Wait. That noise no, is a neg for the dog. Wait, if he's negging the dogs that would mean he goes up to the dog and goes like hey dog uh your your haircuts your fur's looking pretty good you know for a for a piece of shit <laughs> like just that kind of like and the dog's like why are you saying this to me because naked is just like saying a nice thing kind of but then comp like insulting them so oh. they don't like want to impress you I oh think. i thought it was something else oh okay I misunderstood nagging. <laughs> I would love to see the dog whisperer just nag the shit out of dogs left and right. I'm going to fuck like, that dog later. I'm going to fuck that dog later. He, just, he says the other dog whisperer is like, I don't know what this is anymore. I thought we just trade dogs to walk. <laughs> uh, wh- Paul, did you ever do anything from the game? I mean, obviously you're in a nice uh, long-term committed relationship. No, thankfully uh, I never had to actually try to run the game, but I know of it. I've heard of it. What do you think would have happened... Like, how do you think, uh, I don't want really to speak too much for your, you know, your beloved, sure. but how do you think she would react to any of those techniques ever happening to her? I've, okay, so I was at a bar one time where a guy tried to run some game, and I swear he was trying to do, he was trying to nag me. What did he do? Did he come in, like, all fucking slinky and slanky, like shaggy? Yeah, he, he, just, just, like, like, he just, like, worked his way into the group, and I was just like, like, it was like five of us, and we're just hanging out, and we're all in, like, committed relationships hanging out, and this dude just walks in and starts trying to he starts trying to nag me down in the middle of the group <laughs> wait was he nagging oh was he trying to make you look like lame to yeah, her yeah he was try, i think he was going to go that way first and then nag her afterward he's nagging everyone in that room yeah he was just dropping nag bombs left and right <laughs> he was dropping a nag salad on yeah. everything <laughs> that's fantastic you got to write your own book now. oh my god i got a new book i got to rush to the publisher <laughs> a little nag salad for the ladies tonight so how did how did uh, how did that hell end up? Did you guys like, Jen kill is, that person? Jen is very smart. She was just like, I don't. She she basically shot the guy down for me. I didn't have I didn't have to try to defend myself. She defended my honor for me and her. No, that's that's great. But you guys didn't like draw and quarter that person. No, I I, I mean I would like to have. Um, he bought us beers too, which was weird. That was a weird thing. Huh. <laughs> He's gonna show off. Yeah, he like tried. Yeah, he tried to like you know he made himself look real good. Came in with the beers. It was strange. It was in uh, he, it was in Boston. <laughs> okay, but then he leaned there. in. Yeah, I've been to Boston. But then he leaned in. And he was like, "I put my finger in your beer. Suck yeah. it. I'm gonna fuck you later." Here's here's the other weird coincidence. Uh, only part of the game I ever saw in real life 
was while I stayed for a short period of time at a thing called the Oakwood Apartments in Los Angeles. That sounds horrible. In a place, uh, in a documentary called The Hollywood Complex about washed up actors. It's like kind of temporary living. I was a terrible choice to live there. Every night there was a bunch of wannabe actors hitting on actor girls, actresses, doing that shit very blatantly. Right. Mostly not working. The funniest thing about it was that at least seven different dudes over the course of the summer all had fake Irish accents. What? Like they were all doing the game. Uh-huh. And then then, you know, I would I would try not to talk to them, but there's only so much room in the pool. Right. Yeah. Like you would you would find out over the course of the summer seven different guys had fake Irish accents that it would only find out because they'd get drunk and then they would just drop it. Wait, they but would that talk was, in the they would stay they would talk, in like well badly, but like when they were talking like when they were coming out like this is me at the Oakwoods I'm gonna uh, be cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna hook up with a beautiful girl. I need to be t- Irish, and so it would be like this level of good, like oi, uh, well, I brought some beers, maybe some Guinnesses. What what what? Hey, what's going on? I mean, what what? Like it would just be that. Oh my god. So the the game is a terrible monster of a, a lifestyle. Listen, if you're on the game. I understand the core idea of that you just want to have confidence. Hey, if you just want to have confidence, that's great, man. Hey, it preaches some good things. Like any religion, it preaches some good things. Yeah, I I would akin it to, like, a comic book super soldier serum where you're just trying to go for, like, the right idea. I just want to make people better. I want to make them stronger and, and cure cancer and all that sort of stuff. Right. But then there's always the scientist who's like, but then I decided... What if I could get stronger? Right. What if instead of just curing bonitis, right. I make myself into a giant <laughs> skeleton man? Would that be cool? No, pickup artist. No. Absolute power, you, dude. You've gone way beyond just being confident. You see everyone as items. Uh, yeah. Why? Uh, welcome to Goosebuds. Hello to <laughs> a show about Eric von Markovic. <laughs> Aaron von Markovic. God, I wish you would watch. Uh, quick, before we do the topic, Paul. Uh-huh. G- give me your give me your pickup artist. Uh, what uh, my name would be? Yes. Ooh, ooh, um, um, uh, desire. <laughs> I've instantly seen you with like a scene haircut, like uh-huh. your hair swapped down over that side, uh-huh. uh huh, and like three polos, but they're not the collar slip. They're just all they're very neat. You're a very neat boy. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Three polos and a chain for some reason. Oh. Okay. Get this though. It's not spelled how you think it's going to be spelled. Oh God! Wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Sure, yeah. Uh, D E E S Y R E Z. That's it. Now that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and you say it every time when you say some of your name. You spell it out every D-E-E-Z-Y. single time. D E E Z Y. You just put it in there. Uh, I what would be. You? I would go by the name uh, Ballpark Frank. <laughs> I would say hello, Ballpark Frank, and then they go, "What's that mean?" I go. I'm plump when you cook me. And I lean in and go, what's up? And then they go, I don't like this. And they go, I know you don't. It's called negging. And like, that's not how this works. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, you smell like a hot dog too. Oh, like, yeah. I rolled around in, in hot dog water. You want to listen to Limp Biscuit and the, and uh, chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. It's my favorite album. I'm call me ballpark Frank. I don't wear cologne. I just get in some wiener water soup and I bathe in it. <laughs> I basically just put like two packages of Oscar Myers in my armpits <laughs> And then I just kind of like I just kind of like flap my arms like I'm doing the chicken dance, and that just gives me all of the juices I need for at least the night. What's up? <laughs> Who would have thought that uh, without Dom here, 
uh, things would be even crazier. Yeah, what's going on? I feel like we're just both so nervous without the the powerful you know inside of dom that we have to just like please daddy and daddy is rl sign who's always listening yes oh you know he's here now i heard i listened to the last episode and he's, uh, always he's listening. here uh, oh yeah by the way so this is your first episode i'm sorry yeah, oh yeah if oh, you just yeah. found this i'm sorry this is Goosebuds, a podcast we, we always <laughs> do this though we i feel like this was a more gregarious one but that's fine yes <laughs> it's, welcome to Goosebuds. Uh, let's introduce what we do. Uh, I'm Chad Quant. And I'm Paul Ritchie. And usually our third, Dom Muschietti, is here with us. Uh, and we talk about Goosebump books and give them the analysis they deserve. Mm-hmm. And uh, for today's episode, we have... I don't know how to describe this book other than slow. Oh my god, Chad. Chad. Oh God, Paul! The, the werewolf <laughs> of Fever Swamp. This that is swamp, like a, <laughs> I wish that swamp had a fever. I wish, it had I wish that swamp had a fever. Well, this is a werewolf. This, this book's so slow. This is a werewolf that's stuck in the swamp, up about waist deep, and also uh-huh. only has one leg and one arm. Yes, <laughs> like it's just moving that slow, and you kind of see him coming from the muck at you. You're like, ah. Oh. That's going to be a problem in like seven days. I yeah, should get I, out of the way. If I camped here for like two weeks, he might get me. He'd probably get to me. I mean, then it would have to be a full lunar cycle like all over again. Man, yeah. this is a real dilemma. The uh, cover of this book is has cool colors. It does have a great color scheme. It, it, it is a wolf howling on a rock while a bunch of boys close. Yeah, so is he the it? boy or did he eat the boy? I don't Well, I, I think they're trying to play it vague as in like he ate the boy, but it definitely looks like that wolf isn't even a werewolf. It's just a wolf. That's it's the just thing. A it's, like wolf. A, it's not even a monster werewolf. So it just looks like a regular wolf just wore clothes, aka just came from furry con. Yeah. Like it just looks like just like, <laughs> oh, just hanging out here. What's up? I'm the, the most scary werewolf of Fever Swamp. Uh let's talk about Fever Swamp in let's. that uh this has a thing I've noticed in a couple of Goosebump books. The background of, of the Fever Swamp Town is more interesting than the story. Yes. Uh, and this hap- this goes back to our very first book, Welcome to Dead House, and where they're like, yeah, there's a ghost living in the houses, but there was this weird mine explosion and yellow gas came across the town and killed everyone. Yes. What's that about? This is the same way in that mostly a story about a werewolf uh, or who is a werewolf. It's mostly a story about a boy who hears howls at night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but finds dead rabbits. Finds dead rabbits. It's really just like a good, loyal werewolf. Except for, uh, yeah, the story of the town is like a hundred years ago, uh, everyone in town got a weird fever from the swamp, and they started walking around and lying on the ground and dying. And That's that the sounds Stephen more King novel that I want to read. Exactly. Like, even if that turned people into werewolves, that's more interesting. It's, it like... And the kid, I was expecting, the kid almost got it. He almost, he almost got it. I was expecting some sort of like kind of twist reveal of like, oh, you know, that's a, that's a common thing is the legend was misconstrued due to history. So I thought it was going to be like, oh, yeah, the, the fever that everyone thought was real. It was just a werewolf killing everyone or everyone turned into a werewolf or something. Right. right. No, it just people fell down and dead from a fever. It's just like it was a hundred years ago, so fevers killed people back then. But now the kids get <laughs> sick. Right. You just get sick for five days and plays Nintendo. I, I guess they just had a cold. It's not that scary of a story in retrospect. Yeah, <laughs> they had a really, really, really strong cold. They had a real, real doozy one, and there was no Nyquil yet. So yeah, what? Uh, what do you, what do, you do? do? Also, maybe there's just a werewolf that comes to town. He eats uh, them while they're weak. You know. Yeah. Well. 
like there's very little that happens in this book. Well, so let's set it up. Okay. Yes. I had to look up the kid's name again because I just I forgot. Always it. For, I always forget. To me, they're just me, you know? Yeah, I it's got just, it. It's Cypher, just Chad. Yeah, Cypher Tucker is his name. <laughs> Cypher Tucker or Grady Tucker. <laughs> yeah, Grady Tucker. Uh, and Emily is his sister. And uh, they moved to, into town. Like Another move. Like 80% of these books. Uh, uh, this is this is setting all of those beats. Uh, and they moved, moved into to a new Florida. house. Florida. They moved, moved to, to Florida. Florida. Uh, not the vacationary. Uh, this is in all the beats, though. Moved to a new town, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents have a weird job that made them move. It's also yep. a part of it. Uh, so they are scientists. A lot of scientists in these books. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't think about it. That didn't connect for me. Yeah. A lot of scientists. Also, like, has no relevance to the plot. Other than he goes, this is the craziest idea of the whole book. And it's at the very beginning is we moved into this new town because the scientist's dad or mom, I don't know if they were together, like Jurassic Park doctors, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, discovered a rare form of swamp deer. Swamp deer, which did you Google if that's real? Because I didn't. No, I just immediately wrote down angry. What is Swamp Deer? What is this about? <laughs> like, sw- doesn't say anything else other than just, I found some Swamp Deer. So this changes everything, and they decide to move to experiment on Swamp Deer in Florida. And they're not even from Florida, the deer. So they just <laughs> brought them there to, to do oh, testing on them? This is the most, like, inaccurate scientific thing I think I've ever read in the book, in that... Like, so he discovered deer living in another swamp, which might have been a deer that was lost. It might have right. been like a deer, like near the same road. Oh, fuck, swamp deer. Like, there's nothing different about them. Right. What we yeah. tell. So he says, I had a scientific theory that deer can live in swamps. So let's move some deer that seems to be random deer and put them in another environment and see a, if they survive. Completely different environment. <laughs> Number one, uh, good job, you dummies. You never let the deer out of the cages, so they didn't acclimate to the environment. They didn't all. live in the swamp. They lived in the backyard of the house. You lived in the backyard in a cage, so you're not testing anything. Right. Like he just that's his entire purpose, and he kept going like, "I'm going to get around to it." What there the wasn't fuck one are you scene doing? where the dad walked the deer out on a leash <laughs> to the swamp. Not one. That would have been the best scene, though. That would have been because I'm thinking of like letting them loose wild, but instead you're thinking of like, "Oh, come on, baby, come He's on." Hurting them. Come I on, to hurt. He's like. On a on a horse, like yeah, dear, yeah, and he runs him <laughs> straight into the swamp banks where an alligator gets him. Uh, There's not why? one alligator in this too. There's, There's not, not one alligator. alligator. There's a it's a swamp, and other than a snake that that bites someone. Like nothing very swamp scary. Like no, there's not really any scary things besides the, the snake bite was terrifying. Actually, yeah, because it was real. Because it was real. The kid gets bit by a fucking snake, and the parents yeah. are kind of like, oh, you got yourself bit. And then that's it. (laughs) These parents are weirdly aloof. But let me not also mention, I'm pretty sure if you're a nature scientist, I can't think of the real term, if you're an animal expert Uh who loves nature, the number one thing is you don't introduce new wildlife or animals to an exotic. Right. uh, Like, we've lost so many crops because one person was like, oh, Chinese ladybug, come with me, little ladybug. And they got (laughs) on the plane. And then the Chinese ladybug decimated our country and still does. Yeah. To bring other deer to a random state that they don't live in is like a huge no-no. Who gave them this grant? Who? Yeah, who did give them this grant? They never say anything about it. They're from South America, these deer. <laughs> wait, is that true? I That's it? true. I just saw it in the wiki. Wait, wait. That means there was a plane trip with six deer on it. 
So he studied deer in Vermont <laughs> until he came in possession of six swamp deer from South America. So, but that means he discovered them, though, right? So, like, he went to South America at one point and or saw he went a to, like, an deer? auction and someone was like, I got six deer from South America. You want them? <laughs> so, sight unseen, he just said swamp deer. He's like, by George is a new breed. I got to see what they do. <laughs> I'll take them to Florida. I'll, I'll, I'll see what goes on there. So he took, some, he took some to Florida. <laughs> and he, <laughs> the scariest things that happen in Florida, apparently, to this kid, howls at night yep. and, and finding dead animals, which I it's Florida, guys. It's like 50 percent dead animals. Yeah. There were, so there were, there were dead animals like at his doorstep throughout the time. And basically, we're not skipping over any of the story other than Grady's just hanging out, befriends a few kids. They goes, and then walks into the swamp. And they, oh, walks oh, into the swamp. We did, hold on. We skipped over one major thing. Oh, please. The the homeless hobbit man. Oh yeah, who lives in the woods that everyone just thinks, eh, let him be. This book has, I think, four or five red herring characters. Yes. I feel like yeah. What's a lot of it? The 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 hermit doesn't do anything. Or does he save him at the end? I can't no, even the remember. Hermit, the hermit apparently carries him to safety at the end. Right. But let, so let's go down the list. Okay. So there's. Uh, the Grady, there's Hermit. And by the way, the dad's immediate response to like, oh, dad, I saw a hermit in the swamp. He's like, oh, it's just a swamp hermit. Don't worry about him. <laughs> He's like, like, oh, yeah, I heard about that swamp hermit. Yeah, just let him go. Like, I'm sorry, you're suddenly an expert on swamps that so you just know that there are swamp hermits? Like, who the f- who are you, scientist man? And the swamp uh, hermit chases them in the very beginning of the book. Yes, yeah. Well, he also, like, multiple times... Uh, just kind of like misleads them. Like at one point he just jokingly laughs at them and goes, ha ha ha. I'm the werewolf. I'm the werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. So like he either heard them, I guess, or he's just like fucking with them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So yes. yeah, let's, let's talk about that. There's the hermit. Next one, the neighbor that gets abducted. Yeah. And what's he, that about? They talk about how he hunts wild turkeys. And then we see the hermit carrying a dead wild turkey. For some reason, so you think it's connected, nah, but was never, it? Yeah, he carries a, a dead turkey. Nah, the guy never shows up again. They never talk about well, that. Wait, was that was that the that's na- not the neighbor that? Okay, so this requires. So there's there's the hermit, there's mm-hmm. the missing neighbor, which I guess could have been a really weird like that's the werewolf the whole time. Yeah, because uh, he went missing. There's his friend Bill, who's not really giving any clues. But spoilers, he's the werewolf. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, point this is good to notice. This is the werewolf from the Goosebumps movie, which I thought it was strange. <gasps> is to, it? I'm pretty sure, yeah, because in the movie, uh, the werewolf has uh, like gym shorts and tennis shoes. That's right. So it's like a kid werewolf. That werewolf was was cool. He it was, was cool, cool, but like it's such a non iconic monster from Goosebumps to use. But right. we, we talked about this in the, in yeah. the podcast. Go check out the podcast. Uh, like so, there's him. I feel like there's like two other random girls just hanging out. There like, might be. There's Emily, his sister, and then there's another neighbor girl who's weird. She's a weirdo. Yeah, so she's, she's kind of a clue. <laughs> like, she's the no. she's the Luna Lovejoy. She's or the Luna, Luna Love Good. Luna Love Good. Luna, Luna Love Good. Yeah, Lovejoy is a a different character in the Harry Potter universe. It's my original character. Back off. Uh, <laughs> Luna Lovejoy is special and unique in her own way, and she is totally different. Uh, and I think that's it. Am I forget? There's there's a lot of red herring characters. That's but, about as far as characters go. That's it. But you're right though. Like that, that guy goes missing, and, and then, I think you're supposed to just forget about it. But like, no, that guy. They never find out who did that. That guy's gone. Yeah. And then he. We were supposed to assume that he got eaten by the werewolf. But did he? 
I well th- then they we do never the thing. see a body. The hermit is carrying the thing that that man likes to hunt. So I assumed I don't know that maybe he murdered him. But like him that's for such it. a vague thing to say. Like you guys both like killing certain things. Like I, I just think there's a background murder that happened here. The hermit killed the neighbor. Yeah, there's a real murder that no one got. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you get the fever swamp, which had the cool 100 years ago fever killing. And then there's yeah. the background murder. There's like this uh, this Gacy murder that's happening out here. This weird hermit man is killing people. But meanwhile, the entire book is mostly just focused on Grady continually going onto the swamp, seeing something strange. Yeah. It's usually not that bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at night, oh, by the way, they, they find it. Oh, that's the other red herring. They pick up a dog. A dog yes. encounters them. A giant hundred pound dog uh, tackles them and starts beating his friend yeah. and like following him around and acting weird, scratching at the door, jumping through windows and stuff. Probably supposed to be the most likely werewolf. I feel like I think you're supposed to think that's well, cause the dad thinks it the whole time. And I think they're really pushing it the whole time. They're like, this is the werewolf. He's yeah, going so, nuts at, at the full moon. So, you know? yeah, so he, he's never around whenever the werewolf shows up. So you're like, I guess he's, Maybe the werewolf too. So there's five potential werewolves. Yes, none of them yes. interesting to watch. And it's just greedy going like, huh? Heard a scratching. I don't think he sees a werewolf until the end, right? Like, there's one part where he thinks he sees it, right, for but a he, brief moment. But then it's just kind of like, I think it howls and then it goes away. And he's why like, oh. not? Why not have an encounter with it early on? Just yeah, to, just throw it out there. Maybe. In fact, does he ever see it? Wait, yeah, like, okay, so yeah, we're, we'll just explain the end of this. So after several nights of just, oh, there was a scratching, oh, one of the deer got eaten, oh, and by the way, one of the deer gets eaten, the cage is ripped open, how does the dad take care of his swamp deer? He seals <laughs> up the hole with cardboard. With cardboard. With, with cardboard. cardboard. Yes, I thought that too. I was like, oh, okay, sci- you're obviously not a contractor. You're a it scientist. Was at this point, it was at this point that I assumed he's not a scientist. <laughs> this is a random dad who lied to his family, and they're just in Florida with deer, and he's actually doing something different. Look, dad bought some magic beans, okay? <laughs> Turns out they're just six regular beans. Yeah, they're just six regular beans. He's just got to lie. He's got to lie to his family and keep the lie going for a long time. Like, oh, God, yeah. I, hope they, I hope none of them ever Google, <laughs> never get on the Internet in the 90s and find out the swamp deer aren't real things. Oh, God, please. I hope they never find this out. These were just five Pennsylvania bucks that I bought. <laughs> Wait, what if he, like, got deer and just, like, hot glued, like, leather to them? <laughs> like, like, there's... He it's put, just, like... He put uh, the the fucking scuba diving slippers on the, on their feet, <laughs> little flippers on their feet. And you just I'm just picturing the dad talking to his son like, oh no, these are some of nature's rarest and most terrifying <laughs> animals. And he just picks up a deer and just throws it into the swamp. Just like, just oh, see, so look at him go. Look at him go. Oh, he's underground underwater because he's scared. You scared oh, him, Grady? This is in his natural swamp. He probably just isn't used to it yet. Grady, that's your fault. Grady, that's on you. <laughs> Grady, it's your fucking dog's fault. <laughs> <laughs> But but oh I think I think they just go out to the swamp for no reason. They hear another thing. I feel like every time I was like, I saw a bird I wanted to see, or I heard a thing, or I just uh-huh. decided to go out there in the woods. As I go out looking for that werewolf one more time, suddenly I think Bill just Bill's friend just chomps him down on the shoulder. Like I don't even know. Does he even see it? I think yeah. He like hold on. I don't remember if he actually sees it. I think he just. Yeah. Let's no let's no no. You know what? He does see it, and the and the dog saves him because you're like right, yeah. The dog oh. saves him. 
Got but it, it kind of read oh, the dog saves him, and it reads. It just kind of read like theoretically it was over his shoulder. He really didn't get a glimpse of it. It was just like a quick attack. Right, right. Uh, but yes, yeah, so then the dog comes in to save him. Don't worry, hundred pound dog that they really originally named Wolf. They have really have a lot of originality to call it Wolf. It's just like all the other naming mechanics in Goosebumps books. They're fantastic. <laughs> well, it's like foreshadow, foreshadow. Right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> attacks him and Grady just kind of like blacks out and then he wakes up and is like oh the hermit carried you out to safety and he says the dog helped save your life I guess you can save the dog right right but, but okay so go the, the whole book it's, it's <laughs> okay. the whole book is literally him getting scared at night of noises yep. he of a bump in the night and then he goes outside and he finds a dead animal that's literally that happens like three times. Yeah, and, and well, here's what I first thought: was the werewolf bringing him food? I, yeah, what was that? Was he being friendly? Because the, all right, let's let's say theory. Let's looking through the story that that Bill's the werewolf. Yeah, he doesn't really even play the game well. Like you know, the card, the, the tabletop game, Ultima Werewolf, which is uh-huh. my favorite thing. <laughs> right. He doesn't even play it well because anytime like evidence that another thing is the werewolf comes up he also helps sometimes sometimes shoots it down like he shoots it down at, right away at one point they discover uh well maybe he's just trying i don't know at one point they discover like a bird is all torn up and he's like oh god i think maybe the dog did this yeah and, it, and then bill's like dogs don't tear apart birds like that it must have been something else right but like number one dogs do two yes. why just go along with it bill you're the werewolf like why would you hide why? in plain sight will <laughs> like come on <laughs> Cassie, oh. Cassie, he hates Cassie because Cassie believes in the werewolf and he knows <sighs> that he's the werewolf. But he's also perpetrating the idea of the werewolf sometimes. It's very... Hold on, and also another thing. Did you have to look up the fact that full moons apparently last more than one night? Well, that's not true, though, is it? I thought it was like... No, it's not. Know, it's not I thought an it was actual like one, full... Yeah, like one night it's a full moon and then like the next night it's like, it's like a, a sliver. 15th, a 15th, 16th of a full moon or something. Yeah, and then like I had to look it up and people were like, well, it kind of looks like one. And then the doc- I think the dad actually says something about how the full moon will be gone in a couple days. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Okay, all right. Here, let's, this is an interesting thing to bring up. Yeah. And I will say this. As soon as you mention this, the idea... That it has to be a full moon for a werewolf to transform uh-huh. is kind of stupid. Yes. Well, unless unless we're saying that werewolves, because it always acts like the moon's rays will hit the werewolf and turn him into a werewolf. Right. Like that theoretically would then mean that anytime any t- the moon shines on anyone, it turns them into a werewolf. They're a werewolf. Yeah. Unless so only, it's saying, only no moons would, would work. Then. Yeah, unless they're saying the werewolves are on kind of a cosmic occult scale where it needs to be when the planets align. Uh-huh. And a full moon is just the sign that the planets are in alignment, even though it's just a planet and a moon. Right. Maybe, yeah, the, the idea is crazy. I've never thought about that, Paul. Like, a, a half moon should also work or turn them into at least a half werewolf. Right. Right. What is this arbitrary rule made up by book writers? And... A moon doesn't give off light. It's actually just sunlight bouncing off the moon. Yeah. So technically, they should always be a werewolf. Yeah, werewolves are kind of <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> if not, what's on this moon that's turning werewolves into werewolves? <laughs> I think we just proved that werewolves suck. I th- wait. I think. I think we just came up with a great sci-fi concept. Of like them. Wait, has anyone ever written this? If not, this is brilliant. Oh, they, I don't know. Like astronauts are on the moon and they discover that the moon has like an element on it that's essentially oh. causes like like lycanthropy. Like it causes 
werewolves and they're like oh my god on earth moon's rays would totally create a magnifying effect because it's the sun bouncing off this element oh my god i would tell you to write this down but we're already recording it so it's just already pre-written down wait paul moon colon werewolf planet (laughs) is a book that i will start writing with you immediately colon Werewolf planet. Werewolf planet, parentheses, it's Earth. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a great pre- this is a great premise. I love this a lot. Uh, we're good. We're pretty good at this. I, this is, we're pretty good at this. Way better than this book where nothing else happens other than uh, the boy wakes up in his bed, right? He's just like, yeah. oh, I'm sure. <laughs> He's winning. He's like, I'm sure it was a werewolf. I got bit by a werewolf. And his parents like don't really say no. They're just like, huh, you're crazy. You're crazy, Grady, but whatever. And he's like, okay, but mom and dad, can I please keep the dog? Please, please, please. I'm like, whoa, boy, you are you are dropping this topic real fast, Grady. Right. You, are, <laughs> you are moving from I was bit by a werewolf to our friend. Oh, also, right before that, uh, then the dad goes, I believe you somewhat or something. I'm going to go check out where your friend lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he ghosts him, dude. He go- he ghosts him. <laughs> he he gets to the house and it's like empty and abandoned, and no one's been living there for months. Yeah, what was Will doing? Was Le- so, was was Will a werewolf at some point? But like, wait, where was his family? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like did his family just be like, ah, kids a fucking werewolf now? <laughs> we we better leave him. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's either it's either Will's house. And his family was either killed or left him or whatever. He's been living there still in an abandoned house. Do werewolves live forever? Is that like a thing? I don't know. I would imagine that they... Well, here's a real question. Okay. When they transform to werewolves, mm-hmm. are they still aging? Because if nothing, you could say that once a, a month, they don't human age and then they revert back to their... Like, okay. They're, they're, subtly, they're subtly time traveling. You know what I mean? Like they're putting yeah. themselves in stasis. I think it builds up over a couple of years. Yeah, after I mean, you know, Will could stay pretty young for a while, I think. For a while. Yeah, but they only said the house had been empty for like a couple months. So he was just living in an abandoned house that he had no connection to, maybe? I Why guess is Will so? there? And how come Cassie didn't know about that? She seems to know an awful lot about the rest of the town. I think Cassie's the murderer. You think so? <laughs> she she's <laughs> been tr- something up with Cassie. She's fucking covering up for the hermit. She's working with the hermit, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, that hermit did something. By the way, there's like a line where the her- they see the hermit is like He's got blood all over his shirt. So it's like a red herring that he's the werewolf, but also why does he have blood all over his shirt? Right. Like, I guess he killed a turkey, but why does he have blood all over his shirt? That's a, No, that's he killed the neighbor. He killed the neighbor, <laughs> killed for, the the, neighbor for the turkey. And put the body in the swamp in the most interesting place in the whole book. And Cassie's trying to throw everyone off the trail by talking uh, about the werewolf. She's, and, she, uh, she's the swamp hermit's daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the swamp hermit had sex with Will's parents and they Whoa. broke up and they left Whoa. town. Oh my God. This town's a mess. Spe- speaking of, so Will bites, Will bites Grady. Uh huh. Wolf, the dog attacks. Uh huh. We see, we don't see the rest of the fight. No. Why does Will leave? Well, the, the wolf scares him off, right? But like, yeah, but no, 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 sorry. Why does Will leave the town forever? Uh, I, I, well, there can only be one werewolf because, we, as we have not revealed yet, 
Grady turns into a werewolf in the last two sentences of oh, this book. Oh, yeah. He's like, I got bit by a werewolf, which is just the common sense. As soon as you read it, like, oh, he's a werewolf then, because no yeah. one's doing anything about it. Right. So he's, he's like, oh, it's cool. Me and dog, me and wolf like to go out and hunt at night in the swamp. I really like it. I like being a werewolf. Thank yeah. you, Gr- thank you, Will, for the curse you've passed to me. But like, that's not how it works. There's always right. still the original werewolves. Right. Yeah. They should, shouldn't they have a pack or something that's going on at this point? Yeah, that's real. That would even be cooler. Honestly, he's like, I, I, you know, I did see Will again. When we transformed and now we're a pack and we're looking for others or something. That just would like, be sweet. Yeah, you're like, oh, they're, they're spreading. Instead, it's just like, we'll move to Ohio right. or something <laughs> right. or whatever happened to Will. Like, maybe they, they could have been like, you know, and then Cassie was our next, you know, like addition. Or oh, something and we like thought that. And that would be nice to have a female in the pack. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Man, we should really write Moon colon <laughs> Werewolf Planet <laughs> real soon. Werewolf Planet, parentheses, it's Earth. Oh my God. Wait, can we. If we put this in the podcast, we own the idea, right? Like, no one can take this idea. And yeah, we'll sue the shit out of you if you take it. Movie studios have been picking up a lot of cool stuff off Reddit and, like, random, like, ask Reddit ideas. I don't want someone taking Werewolf Moon Planet uh, away from it's me. Earth. Parentheses, it's Earth. Parentheses, it's not. But, like, technically it is an Earth because people live on it. It isn't kind of an interesting metaphor for human civilization. <laughs> That's all. The, that's all the sub paragraph. So if your if your book listener contains any of those things, we will sue you for it. We will sue. We will take you down hard. We will sue the shit out of you. We will send Dom after you, and he is. That's why he's not on the podcast because he is taking down people who are already starting to write our books. He's just on the streets, just fucking killing right now, like just for <laughs> practice, just for practice. He's he. Well, this is what Dom's strategy is. He's just going down the street and going. Hey, you ever thought about writing a book about werewolves on the moon? And if someone goes, yeah, you know, now that I think about it, he kills them. He goes, ha-cha! He just chops them. Instantly dead. Oh, you yep. gotta take the heads off because they might be a werewolf, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> this book, listen, great discussion, uh, terrible book. It was, I like, I was reading it and I was just like, there's no, like, I took five notes. Five notes, yeah. Uh-huh. Because uh, I was like, there's not, there's literally nothing in here. Well, other than this, like, secret murder plot we unveiled, but yes, there's, it's I did, pretty... I did realize something from this book, because it started with the, um, the kid moving again, yes. and I realized why R.L. Stein does that, because that's every kid's true greatest fear, is having to I, move. I guess it is. It's scary. As someone who grew up in one town his entire life, I kind of always wanted to do that. We almost moved. My family almost moved, and I was like, nah. I was like, I was like, I'm vetoing that. I'm vetoing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought I had more say than I really did. I realized now that I, it wouldn't have mattered what I said. Okay. But, okay. It did but it, it's scary, dude. I guess, man. I, uh, it is scary, but this, we're, we're creating a Bible of things that must happen in a, in a standard goosebump book. And the number two, th- one of two things is one must be, uh, moving to a new town mm-hmm. to your parents must have a strange job that could be maybe connected to the plot, right? If nothing. It'll give them excuses to go away on long trips. Right. Exactly. That's, that's what we've started to put together. Yep. Uh, number three is jump scares or jump mystery, scares. or fake outs like the, uh, root that grabs his leg in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Scariest thing in the swamp is that swamp root. That swamp root, dude. No, dude, it could have been a swamp thing for all we know. And we know how the swamp thing rolls, dude. They'll save mm. your ass, but only if it's a demon. Here's the thing. Um, I want to bring this up because uh, uh, in our subreddit, uh, there's a nice little uh, discussion going on, as they often are for all of our books, for the Mm -hmm. Werewolf Fever Swamp. And uh, Dartherial points out several lines uh, 
I'll, put, I'll read from his. It goes, please. I will say this, though. This is one of the more gore-filled Goosebump books in my memory. Lots of mention of blood and, you know, yes. just lots of dead, maimed animals that are really gross to read about. Uh, and then it goes on, which is true. That is very brutal. That is, I thought, you know, it's funny because I thought about that when he talked about, like, the viscera of the dead thing. And I was like, oh, oh, man, they couldn't. How would they do this on TV? <laughs> Why couldn't they show that? I... Did you watch the episode? By I, st- I started watching it, and uh, the only thing I really enjoyed was how much uh, I guess it was. I guess it was Grady is just like roasting his sister. Uh-huh. Like the f- opening part of this episode, I'm sure it's all the TV writers. Just starts like a deaf comedy jam roast. Oh, it's just like awesome. it's like oh god, there's a snake in my house, and he's like, hey, you put an earring on it, it'll look like your last boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> it's just it's just like it's like it's like shots like that over and over and over again. It's like oh, I like this kid. I hope something cool happens, and nothing cool happens. <laughs> Dude, th- these kids were so white bread too, man. They were so boring. <laughs> like they were pretty boring. so boring and plain it was ridiculous uh, it's pretty boring uh i also want to call out while we're on the subreddit one more thing i want to point out uh reddit google which is a great name because you're just covering mm-hmm. all bases uh mm-hmm. mentions that not only uh is this a book that got goosebumps banned in his house uh-huh. uh i'm not sure i don't know if maybe just the visceral maybe it was just i'm assuming all the animal organs well he says to follow that up is in elementary school i did a book report on this very book it did not go well so i'm assuming the terrible book report is what got the book oh banned. maybe that's what it was but i like yeah. his his question goes uh he was asked the question what was the moral of the story and he went i think i wrote something like don't trust <laughs> people you don't know <laughs> Uh, which is which is valid, honestly. If I was a teacher and I and I got that essay, I was like, "Yep, he's got everything he needs to know." Yep. Don't the, don't open your heart to anyone. Don't trust anyone. Look after yourself. Mo money, mo problems. A for the rest of the year. Hey, you got it, dude. He, he basically learned like two years worth of school right there. <laughs> really, I'm sorry. That's that's all you need to learn in school for the Pretty entirety. Much. Yeah. Uh, the also, uh, the reviews ahead. on the Wikipedia page have some pretty interesting things to say, such as this book is about victimization, which I what? don't know what, um, How? and also alienation and transformation. Yes, it is literally. It a is a transformation. transformation, but it's not. That's that's a really that's given a lot of credit because when you hear transformation, you hear like, oh, it's um, you know, like the hero's journey or right. something, but right. not really. Like the hero's journey isn't just a hero stays in neutral for nineteen chapters and then at one point he suddenly turned into a werewolf. Right. That's not it. Like he has the to. The only thing that Grady learns is that being a werewolf kind of rules. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's like, all being, he learns. Being a werewolf is way better. Uh, here's a question. Paul, would you be a werewolf if you had the option? Hmm. Would I kill my loved ones? No, you don't have to do that. Then yes. Yeah, because uh, here's, here's the thing. Once you know you're a werewolf, like, it's pretty easy to take precautions. I think it's actually kind of cool. You get to, like, build a, like, night dungeon. Not a dungeon. You're right. But, like, yes, like a werewolfium. You get to write, like, a, build, like, an I Am Legend tank house. Uh-huh. And then just, like, spend the night in it. So you get to right. just spend a night in. You probably get to spend a couple hours just, like, eating popcorn and having a good old time reading a book. Yeah, watch a movie, read a watch book. Watch a movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then, like, maybe the TV will get destroyed. But, you, yeah, you keep it simple. You turn into a werewolf. You wake up in the morning. You're like, oh, man, did I not sleep well? But, boy, oh, boy, am I okay? It's sure is great. Get to be a werewolf whenever I want to. Yeah, you basically go on one, like, good bender a month. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to, you could totally, like, it, I think I would move to, like, Alaska to an uninhabited area and just, like, 
get a satellite going on, just to hang out, and then like once a month, I just run out and just hunt. I just. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah I w- I would it's not bad. Yeah, it's good. I, I, we, we would both be werewolves, is what we're saying. Oh, so much! I would tear up those birds so bad. Oh no, birds! I love birds though. But aren't Dom and I werewolves in our comic book? Oh yeah, you're, you're right. I'm a badger. And you're, a be- you're a beaver friend. I'm a badger beaver, or friend. beaver friend. I'm I'm kind of you know what I'm saying. I'm a hybrid. I like it. I'm a hybrid. Uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of stories being built for it. I, I think that's everything, by the way, I want to say about this book. Paul, do you have anything? Uh, let me look through my five notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's really nothing. No, there was like, it's, there's just nothing to it. It's just kind of, it's, I would say it's a disappointment because the one thing I thought I was looking forward to was swamps are not a normal werewolf environment. Uh-huh. So I was really looking forward to a, like a bayou twist on werewolves, maybe how they operate, maybe about the the, the culture there. Right. I don't know if they were just going to be like <laughs> right. werewolves into jazz or something, but right. I was really looking forward to it, and none of that came up. How's that hermit been living in his little like hobbit hut, and he hasn't gotten eaten by the werewolf yeah, yet? Yeah, he should have been attacked all the time. How long has Bill been a werewolf? He, there's no way he's been doing it for long. It feels like he was just turned a werewolf like last month, and this was his first time. Maybe this is a statement about modern man um, living in their modern houses, and we can be picked <laughs> pick apart as prey easily, but the man who stays with nature is one with it. Wait, Paul, did you just read that off of something? No, I just kind of think I just came up with that awesome idea about what this story's about. That's pretty deep, man. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty deep. <laughs> I think I just solved the book, dude. I think you just solved the book, man. Uh, I think we should. I think we should leave that there. Uh, why don't we uh, get into some reviews? Sure. Yeah. Let me pull these up. I'll yeah, let's, I, think, let's just, I, think, I don't think we need to resync. Let's just keep this baby rolling. Yeah, we're going. This was this was a tight episode. It's a tight episode. Listen, you were you were worried we we're gonna have anything to talk about. Look at all this. I know. Well, at least fifteen minutes of it is about. Oh, that's true. We didn't even talk about <laughs> Overwatch. By the way, Overwatch is great. Oh my god, we're gonna go play more yeah. after we're done, right? Yeah, let's just listen. I'm sure another episode of this will involve us talking about Overwatch. Yes. That's right. Uh, so if you guys ever want to help the show, uh, word of mouth is amazing. Uh, also, you can go on iTunes and leave us a review. Anything you want to say, five stars, helps us get pushed up the iTunes charts and helps other people discover the show, like possibly yourselves. Uh, we have two reviews. Uh, Paul, would you like to do the first one? Yeah, I got the first one. It's by Rut Road. Dog theme going here, guys. <laughs> he was. Also, <laughs> I like it. I had to go with, with Rut Row. Uh, so he said, uh, Goosebumps, books I hardly read, and a podcast that makes me regret that. Uh, I only read a few Goosebumps books as a kid. I was always terrified by the covers. I feel you, Rutro. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did start reading the books, it was after the show came out that I realized they weren't as scary as, as, scary as the covers looked. Also get you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show is a great look at the books, uh, at the books I remember, and those I'm glad I never experienced. Not to mention everything great about 90s YA lit. I found this. I found this show back in September, and I'm super excited when a new episode pops up on my phone because I know about one quarter of the episode will be about goosebumps, and that ridicule is enough to make my day enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to spread it out. Like you can't just have a burger and just be all meat. You got to have a little bread and a little ketchup, a little fancy a, sauce on and there, a, you and know? a lot of mayo. And that mayo might just be 15 minutes of talking about mystery from the pickup artist, but it's mayo. It's mayo. And you did that. It binds it. It's a it, binding agent. It binds it. Uh, that's a great review. Totally. totally yeah, it like is. That one. Uh, I have one from totally not worth it. Uh, who says a must listen. <laughs> if you love podcast five stars, 
He says, or she says, or it says, it could be a monster. It says, yeah. Could I be a werewolf. This, oh, could be a werewolf. I found this podcast just a few months ago, but ever since, I've been absolutely hooked. Dom, Chad, and Paul have a flawless chemistry that makes for banter that is both hilarious and entertaining. This podcast also allows me to revisit my childhood as the guys explore one of the most iconic children's book series of all time. Not to mention, their Stein Slams are out of this world. <laughs> Stein Slams. Stein Slams, I love it. Ten Living Dolls out of ten. Totally worth a listen. Thank you, TNWI. That's the abbreviation name I'm giving you. Thank you, but don't, not thank you for scaring me with 10 living dolls at the end there. Oh, God, living dolls. Living, living, living dolls. Uh, I don't want I don't want to steal this beat uh, from an amazing podcast that we, uh, I say we all love, My Brother, My Brother and Me, but they do mm-hmm. an amazing bit of finding eBay listings for haunted dolls that are just being sold on eBay. It's a great thing. Just Google that sometime. Real people are selling... <laughs> are selling dolls that they claim are haunted and or psychic, and you can get them for cheap. That's uh, terrifying. Why would you ever bring that well, into your home? I think the thing is, is like the people making them are just in on the, on the goof, and there are people who believe they're real and have psychic powers. What? Are they trying to harness them? Because that's just playing that's a deal with know. the devil right Maybe they're there. trying to kill them and like gain their spirit. That's what I'm saying. You're just you're messing with forces beyond your power. Don't do that. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good advice. I think that's another two years of school you just got there. Two two years of sc- worth of schooling lesson right there. Don't okay. buy it. Don't yeah. buy a hundred dollars. <laughs> that's all you really need. Um, meanwhile, too, if you also want to help the shows in other ways besides leaving a review, word of mouth is great. We don't uh, have any advertising money, though. We might start doing that soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe even this episode. Uh, but to advertise the show. So word of mouth is the best way to tell people about it, your own endorsement. And we see you guys on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. Uh, there's several of you who tweet about us, and we love you so dearly. Like a few names, such as at Johnny Ketchum, at TGYR, at Lily Fizzle, at Rob Donovan, at Not an Actress, at Brennan Heimer, at Tom Semple, at... And Young Gamey, by the way, a lot of people really did not respond well to our Elsa and uh, Spider-Man videos. Uh, oh, my God, episode. I forgot. I didn't look those up. Paul, you got to get Well, Hold on. Should I do it right now? Sure. Let's get you, let's get your this is a little taste of the end. Elsa and Spider-Man. You'll, you'll oh find some. You'll find some. Oh, my God. I just I just saw the smallest thumbnail. You're already this horrified. Is I. I give up. This is our, <laughs> our lives. What the? F- All creation has ceased to be in the eyes of Elsa and Spider-Man. I love that they're using just a shitty like uh, banjo song, banjo stock song. Oh, it's all temp. It's all temp audio. It, oh here's my. the thing. Uh, there was a hashtag going around, and I, I think it's cool. But it was all about uh, like for Frozen to give Elsa a girlfriend or something. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think the hashtag should turn into give Elsa a Spider-Man boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Wait. those videos did a thing, it would totally go viral. She was just hanging out with Spider-Man on the couch. Yep. And then Spider-Man got <laughs> hit in the nuts with a soccer ball by yep. the Hulk. Yep. yep. And then she went into a dream where she was hanging out with Spider-Man again, yep. but in the snow this time. That might have been a bad jump cut that they just used the dream filter for. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not actual, even seen that video. I'm just going to guess that's what they did. So they meant to use a fade to black passage of time. And they're like, this looks cool. It looks like rain on the screen and not knowing <laughs> storytelling because these are just moms and dads. Well, they got a million views for that. Yep. That transition right there. Yep. 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 This yep, is yep. terrible. This is just 
Wedding minus 50 per... Okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to stop. We're going to stop there. But anyway, thank you so much for tweeting about the show and telling others. It means a lot. Uh, besides those places, you can always reach us on Gmail at goosebuds at gmail.com or just reach us on our own personal Twitters. We never talk about those. Uh, I'm on Twitter at quantum theory, Q U A N D T U M theory. I'm at Paul Ritchie and my last name is R I T C H E Y. It's German, not Italian. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I am Italian. What, what else? What else? Uh, if you, if you happen to find our show via other means, there's a lot of other cool stuff we make. You can go, uh, of course on YouTube and watch continue show where Paul mm-hmm. and Dom and a bunch of our friends all do awesome shows weekly. Uh, you should go check out spooky squad. By the way, if you haven't spooky squad is amazing. They're pilot. You, we made a Goosebuds. We basically made, you basically made a Goosebuds. It's really funny. I love it. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you should go, uh, I watch it. Actually, multiple times, like every about a month or so, I go back and give what? another shot. Yeah, Get real. I really like it. I really, really like it. Uh, oh, thanks, man. I, I also made a thing recently with uh, with the help of Paul and Dom called uh, Remember Hour, and it's I a, didn't help. You, I wish I helped. You gave me you gave me some feedback at least. Good. You gave okay, me some feedback. Okay. Uh, and Dom did all the illustrations. Uh, it's a puppet show that takes place in the apocalypse that tells uh, kids in the future how it used to be in the long, long ago. And the first episode is about the console wars, and they get all the details wrong. And uh, it has Barry from Game Grumps, if you know him as well. It's a fun time, and I hope it's we get beautiful. to make more. It's, it's very, very fun. Uh, other stuff, yeah. I don't know. Go check out other things. We're, we make a lot of stuff. And we're making on more stuff in the future. Talk about your podcast, your other podcast. Oh, paranormal. Shop, which guys okay here's the thing i know we haven't done an episode in a long long time but the other ones are evergreen, dude. The other is evergreen and we them. we are going to make more like it's just here's the thing aaron and i my co-host of the of paranoia shop we're talking about conspiracy theories paranormal stuff it's a very very fun time i love it all those episodes are evergreen thank you paul we yeah. worked together on a show all day for like the last year and a half when we leave that show, writing for that show, after 12 hours, we are exhausted. Yeah. And we got to find time to record one. We promise we'll do more. So all of your love, when you guys send us stuff about waiting, you know, waiting for Paranoia Shop, it means a lot. Yeah. Uh, hey, and you're going to have a TV show by you guys. Oh, you can yeah. Watch. Yeah. Troll Hunters has been announced, finally, if I haven't ever said it on the show. Wait till, I don't know if you have. Uh, I'm working on this show called Troll Hunters, uh, created by Guillermo del Toro. It's going to be on Netflix. What can I say? Uh, it's going to come out later this year. It's looking real, real cool. Uh, keep your Netflix subscriptions open. It's an animated series that's a uh, fun adventure comedy, kind of like the Goonies or Buffy or something. It's a, I'm it's on a fun, board. It's a fun time. Uh, Paul, anything else you got? Nothing. Nothing. Let's go Wait. play some. Oh. You want to go see what Desire's up to? Wait. Yeah. What's Desire up to? Ballpark Frank. Ballpark <laughs> Frank and Desire. <laughs> we, oh, are we going to go hit the club? Are we going to go? You want to go see what those guys are up to? Let's go nag. Let's go watch them nag. Let's go get a game on. It can go play Overwatch. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Dom will be back next time, and we'll all be together for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you all. Hey, Goose Buddies, wasn't that episode amazing? It was the funniest thing in the world. All of the jokes that we said were the funniest jokes. Uh, this is Chad. I am tucked away, trying to be secret in a public airport, recording this message, looking like an idiot. Uh, just want to thank you guys again for listening to the episode, and thank you again to Audible for sponsoring us. If you want to check them out, go to audible.com slash goosebuds, and all those sweet, sweet audiobooks will just go pouring straight into your ears. You won't even be able to control it. You'll be like, this is too many audiobooks. Please stop. I, 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 I need to have a life. And Audible will be like, no, 
you're going to have all of these. It's great. Remember, audible.com slash goosebuds. And thanks for listening, guys. We love you all.